podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. Um, today I'm joined by Dave Watson. Hello. And... Older listeners of the pod from uh, the days when we were in black and white will remember uh, former host Luke Benson. Hello. Hello, Luke. Um, We started, we were meant to start recording today's pod at 6pm. Yep. Uh, It's now 6.45. Why is is that, Luke? I am... I guess I misread a text. You'd sent me... I think I miswrote a text. You'd sent me the text with, like, one of those silent ones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I told Luke that the pod was starting at eight. I think I was thinking of the 24-hour clock. But let's plough on. It's almost as big of a a fuck-up as our season thus far. Um, You'll remember uh, that uh, the pod after... Uh, the Bournemouth game was also a cock up because that file was corrupted because <laughs> we were so livid at the performance that I guess uh, the people in charge of this podcast weren't brave enough to put it out there. Um, this was worse, wasn't it, Dave? This is the worst performance under McLaren by a, by a long mile. I know everybody who was banging on about Bournemouth was shit. But there was more cohesion in the Bournemouth game than there was in the Leicester game. Just nobody did their job in the Leicester game. Uh, did you see the game, Luke? I did, yes. I found us uh, greatly lackluster. And so just sort of poor displays where you want good displays. And I don't know. Like um, on the pitch. Mainly on the pitch, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Between the players in black and white. But, you know, the, the, the goals were, uh, what do you call it? Shameful? That's Shameful, the word yeah. I'd yeah. apply. I mean, there's, there's a, there was a touch of offside about Vardy's opener, but to be honest, like, it was a touch of offside, and yeah. he was in sufficient space that I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to like absolve us of, of blame for that because he was, he wasn't like clearly offside. It was just, it was shit. Just a touch of offside. Yeah, just a touch of offside. Yeah. There was a moment uh, before the first goal that I thought was quite indicative of the game, uh, which was when. Uh, Vardy had his first decent chance and didn't score. Yeah, there was a moment when I don't think it was he. I think it was Mares. Yeah, sort yeah. of ran through Anita, <laughs> yeah. and it because of course Jonah Lomu yeah. lost him yes. uh, recently, and they keep on replaying the moment of when he ran through Mike Cat. Yeah. And it was exactly like that. It just Anita was just just not oh, he's there. So lightweight. I mean, people were saying that when Tiote went off, um, that like it really affected us because Wijnaldum was had to be pushed into the centre and uh, like try and do a defensive job, and he's not very good at that. But yeah. we weren't at the races before Tiote got sent off. Like Tiote not sent off, but taken off. Um, Tiote wasn't doing that much. Like we weren't great defensively before he went off. So when, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not having it that that Tiote going off changed the game. We were bollocks before. We were bollocks after, and we'll be bollocks there. Well, Tiote's been shit all seasons. Yeah. Well, for seasons. Yeah. On the um, Lomu running through the guy. Yeah. I think Tiote. Do you remember there was um, 
when you'd get the key rings, it would be like miniature figures of athletes. Yes. So like yeah, the, I remember, yeah. yeah. I think Anita is like one of them of Teote. <laughs> and I right, think yeah. Teote is like one of them of what you'd want as you sent a midfielder. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So for, to say that, oh, Mara's run through, it's like, well, he trampled over some Sabutio, you know, that we're paying 20 grand a week for or whatever. It's, it's a weird display. Oh, it was, it was shit. It was... And Mitrovic was sulky and ineffective. He just, I mean, he, there was a, there was an argument that Huth could have seen red for, yes. for grabbing him, yeah, but again, it's just like, that's, it's not telling the whole story. Mitrovic did fuck all all game. Mitrovic seems to be doing that thing at the moment where he'll get a long ball down to him and he'll show you that he's got some class with a really nice mm. first touch yeah. and then immediately lose it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to do with him because I thought there was a green shoot of some kind of partnership with him and Perez. I mean, it could just be that the last couple of games were shit and the next few games going forward will be better. Yeah. It could it could be that. But, like, last two games were so abject. Uh, yeah, and I don't think... I don't think our strike partnership is where the fundamental problems lie. Because they still need to be getting the ball. I mean... Yeah. Through some fault of his own and some not fault of his own, Mitrovic's number also doubles as his player rating in a lot of yeah, um, yeah. a lot of the presses. But everyone needs to step up. Remind me what Mitrovic's number is. Forty-five. So Forty-five. Four point five. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. I understand. Old, uh, sorry. One, one ten. It's all right. It's quite tenuous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they all need to step up, and it, you know, it comes from the back. But the, the mm. midfield's key, and it seems like Sissoko has taken like an absolute pound. And it's like it's on everybody, you know, and it's whatever McLaren's preparing them to do and gene them up to do. And well, we've talked about it quite a lot uh, this season about how the centre midfield is dog shite. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw, guys, but uh, John Carver was on uh, Match of the Day Extra, whatever, right. whatever that's called. Oh, match, match of the, of the day, day Two Extra, or Match the of the Day. The one that's on Sunday lunchtime. There is Match of the Day Extra. Yeah. 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 He was on that, and I mean, that's surely his last media booking that he can drag out. I mean, he's done goals on Sunday. Do you, do you think he booked it in <laughs> spring last year? Yeah, I'll be around. It would be, be amazing be... if he managed to hang on like Jerry Francis. Well, he's still got Squawker to do and, you know, um, Ball Street and all that lot. He'll turn up on one of those shitty little things. I, What he was saying that's been reported is ludicrous because he was saying that the uh, the players haven't got the passion for it and they're, they're not the right kind of players for the Newcastle team going that, forward. Does, are you taking... Because he said we needed more English players, didn't we? He, he, he also no, said that. But it, but it was just the before the season started, he said, oh, I've seen the, the players that they're getting in and the, the Newcastle fans are going to be dead excited because these are exactly what they've been crying out for. Yes. So he's, he's just going back on himself. He, he hasn't got a clue what he's talking about. And also, I don't care about where they're from. I mean, who have been the players who've put in the, the best shifts over the past like five or six years? I mean, Jonas is Argentinian. Perez is Spanish. We don't. It's not about where you're born. It's about you it's know. where you're at, isn't it? That's the one. Um, yeah. So the, I don't know. It seems like a lot of the players have had moments where it's been like, "He's our guy. He's going to be our champion for a bit," mm. and then the form passes, and it's just how that gets rebuilt. And I think he's. I think John Carver's. Whether it it, it um, 
contradicts with whatever he said last week or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I did watch it. I think he does have a point in the fact that we don't have the characters in the dressing room. It does seem that way. We've said this many times. It doesn't seem like we've got... Uh, a leader, no. Any kind of leader, any kind of fight. They seem like players who have no... And, uh, no connection with the club hmm. and I know that can seem like such a tenuous thing like most yeah. players at most clubs it's like that but um, and I can understand in one sense what he's saying about British players in one sense right, right. That maybe you want a couple but when you analyse it properly you sort of say well one what has been the main what do people say about the England football team they say that they're gutless <laughs> and they've got no yeah. passion. So it's not as if an English player automatically provides you with that. No. And two, I mean, Barcelona, who were their best players? They're like an Argentinian, a Brazilian and a Uruguayan playing in Spain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamie Vardy, yes, he's at Leicester. And wouldn't it be great if we could pluck a Jamie Vardy or a Deli Alley out from some from somewhere? But it's not like Leicester are a really English side. No. You know, it's like no. Mares is, is probably as much to thank for them where they are. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. those things that are cited, you could certainly argue that he's right that we've got the wrong players because we're not winning. Do you know what I mean? So on, like yeah. a, on a basic level, but oh, correct, we don't have the right players. But the Barcelona example—that's like, that's a culture, isn't it? Uh, the, you know that, that they have sufficient um, carriers of that gene in the squad that start. Do you know what I mean? There's often, Winners. yeah, and yeah. exactly that I mean, as well. Barcelona's a bad. They've example. got the, they've got the footballing system and that culture of play, like they've got at Southampton, but they've also got winners. You know, and it's the top clubs that sign winners. For all we've signed, uh, De Jong, who has pedigree and is a is a champion, albeit in Holland, he needs to be out there. So whether there's leaders in the changing room, there needs to be leaders on the pitch. De Jong has been out there a few times. He was out there mm. for a while on Saturday, and it looks like there's like a second referee on the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He looks like someone's dad. Yeah. You know, I, I'd love to, I like the idea I think we've said it before I love the idea Of, of CMD Young But Not as much just, as Paul Doolan not Paul Doolan Paul is in love with him Yeah uh, I just He hasn't shown anything Similarly with, with Tovan I like the idea Of a, of a, a Tricky French winger Because I love a tricky French it's winger It's but, about time we had one Yeah <laughs> But he, do, do you think that's what they've got on the um, on the like the roster when they when they're picking the eleven? It just has it doesn't have left midfielder or right winger. It just has tricky Frenchman <laughs> French with a bad hair. Yeah, they've got to sort yeah. of stick that in before they can complete the next box. I mean, because we spent f- what fifty million in the in the transfer window, and we're going to have to spend another yeah. What 20, 25, 30 million just to just to be sure that we're going to stay up. Well, there's talk of another fifty million in January. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, great, but I'd be massively surprised. Ins and outs, though. You know, I mean, we've shed that from our squad in previous oh, yeah, years. Yeah, I no, mean, no, if sorry. you're looking at yeah. the rebuilding process, for all there was outlay, which was reassuring. Mm. You know, those players they still need time to bed in, and it's tricky because we, we we want it now but I mean I've been listening to a lot of American podcasts where you're about the NBA and they have a sort of win now or win later I don't know what we're after do you know mm. what I mean it's like we're making some signings that sort of indicate we're after it 
now or whether it's stability or ambition and then we're signing for the future but they get judged exactly the same I think we are signing for the future because we have a policy of signing young players and I think to be fair most of us at the beginning of the season were relatively positive about how we had who absolutely. we had signed yeah yeah absolutely uh, but i think that that dials back into the the, the character of the squad because if the players know that they're only going to be there for a couple of seasons well they're not gonna, they're not going to be as committed because you you can't you can't motivate somebody to 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 graft say for example tottenham is a perfect example tottenham players are working so hard for pochettino uh, because they know that they're there for the long Hall, they're there to try and win trophies at Spurs. So they're not like if if another club does come sniffing, then they'll pro- they'll probably still get a, a move. But they're there at Spurs to win something at Spurs. Whereas the, our players are sold the idea of play well for us and we'll just farm you off to PSG. Well, yeah, it's, it's, just circle, though, it's, it's it? to win or to move on, isn't it? We're, yeah. we're a selling club, whereas Tottenham seemingly have stuck a bit of a they've resisted, haven't they? Because yeah. they, they, they would have been offers for Kane and Ericsson the same but they're like let's keep the core nucleus together yeah and try and drive for some sort of trophy or I mean, Champions we, League I'm sorry but it could be that this is the, the nascent period where we're going to see like this, we're going to try and hold this like the, the, the players that we're buying now we're going to try and hold this together as a squad players like Perez and uh, Vinaldum and uh, Mbemba and Jan and, and, and Little Aarons and stuff like that maybe, maybe this is the birth of that squad that is going to try and win stuff in the future but We've got to be in the Premier League to do that. Yeah, it's a vicious circle because whatever you're saying to them, oh, play well for us and then you can move on. They're not playing well for us. So who the fuck would you buy out of our team now for like for any would we make money on? Well, I, I, mean, I, I think I think we'd still like Sissoko. Would would still make a lot of money because people can see that oh he's playing in a shit oh, side. Right. You got Jan Mat who'd still get money. F- Which nailed him. I mean, if even if he was in and out, I think people yeah. would pay more than we paid for him because Absolutely. he's proven he can do it in the Premier League. Which would have been well, one of the one, concerns. Four of those goals were in one game. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but he's, he's got, he's, he's got class he's, and he's an athlete he was as well. Dog shit on Saturday. Well, yeah, <laughs> but to be fair to him, he did come out and hold his hands up and say that he was ab- abject. And it was hmm. I know he said I know I was in a in an familiar role but I've still got a good got to go out there and do a job so yes he was shit but at least he to go back to the actual game yeah was it the second yeah the second goal so we've talked about the first one Mm. Vardy's was offside yeah the second goal Ijoa yep oh the marking on that where was the (laughs) defence I think it was like and I don't understand how he was in I think it was Janmark's fault because Janmark was sort of on him and then was just completely ball watching, just stood. Yeah, he he was supposed to be on him, but he was so far away from him. I was looking for the guy that he was marking. Well, he was on him at first, yeah, and then he just stood there and ball watched. And Ajo is not a player like everybody knows he's decent in the air. Yeah. So if you if if you know that there's a threat in in the air in their team, you 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 put one of your better headers of the ball. To defend that, that like I, to mark that. I'd player. say that's like a, it's a small pool at Newcastle, though. Yeah, and well, I don't know, it, was, it was just so so loose. Do you know? What I mean, um, it, it looked like the sort of header you do when headers and volleys. Yeah, he was just completely free. What I don't like about Ashua is he looks like one of the players in Pro Evo where they can't really be bothered to do the face. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's got that sort of generic Pez face. Yeah. I'll tell you someone else with an interesting face. The scorer of their third goal, Okazaki. Mm. He looked so excited yep. to get that goal. I was, so, I, was, I was almost pleased for him. He looked like he'd won a competition. Such and a he, weird And he bundled well. it in yeah. like a competition. Oh, it was a mess. Himself. But he, yeah. he, he like... He completely, he completely misjudged the header initially and he just kind of does like a, a hop on, on the spot and that seems to bamboozle our entire like the three players surrounding him just seem to be like well did, did he head the ball did he not head the ball and then yeah bundles it in and wheels away like a and uh, um, not only was I kind of happy for him when I saw his Lovely little face smiling at scoring that goal. Um, but the Newcastle fans ha- applauded one thing in the game, and that was Vardy um, yeah. scoring actually, for the 10th game in a row. Congratulations, I, Jamie, if you're listening. See, I, I kind of... I was, I was torn on that. I didn't like them applauding the goal that would just been scored past us. That, that annoyed me. Mm. But I liked that uh, when, he, when, he went, when he was subbed off, he got a round of applause from the Newcastle fans. Like that, that is. That should be when you applaud, is that yeah, your mark? That's my. Because, like, um, Shearer sent a, a, a tweet out saying, Congratulations, Avadi, um, on your success and, um, and Newcastle being terrible. But at, at half time, and I, I don't mind that, it was when you saw people. It's like, do you not care that you've just gone 1 0 down? And it was a shit goal that we should have. Defended like I wouldn't be going. Oh, bravo! I'd be shouting and bawling at the at the defence at the, would the you, players. And I, would you, would you, you applaud would, it, Luke? Um, only it, it seems like a really rugby thing to do. Exactly. You know, rather than it, I think yeah, I think like Dave's saying, but I do feel like you're a conduit for. <laughs> Didn't think you were going to um, say conduit. Unnecessary <laughs> rage, you know. Um, maybe they were just inspired by. Um, uh, Anita being run through, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like Mike Cat carried, carried the principal across. Yeah. So how can how can the the, play, the how can the fans have a go at the players for not giving a shit mm. when they're not giving a shit? If the if the fans in the stadium are just going, ah, oh, well, you know, never mind. Was it all we're the one fans? Well, it's something no, I'd be amazed the, if it was all the fans. No, it's because not it was only it was only a few, and I was a decent. I you, I, I, you could hear. I think the, the fans give a shit, but they've got. We haven't won in a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday at St James's since February. Yeah, I think just, just a, it was just an opportunity to warm the hands <laughs> <laughs> with some applause. Um, okay. Okay. So because we started so late, we've it's going to have to be a relatively short pod this mm. week. Mercifully short, some of you may say. Um, Dave, as always, has done his Rain Man uh, style notes for me and on here is written Dave Sadoff rumour what is that tell me about that uh, there was a rumour in the in the evening chronicle that uh, it's being reported in, in Italy that Sadoff is um, being lined up for the Newcastle job um, right but it's one it's one of those articles that uh, like announces that rumour to you and then immediately says that it's nonsense Right. Okay. So, so it's just yeah. co- th- it's just copy. Just gossip. Yeah, I think it's just gossip. But it's okay. it's just it brings me on to a question where two questions really. Do you think McLaren will still be here come the transfer window opening in January? Uh, That's the first one. I'll I'll answer that. I think yes, Luke. I think yes. 
I think it would be really short-sighted and expensive if we were to, uh, to offload him. You know, he, he does need time to work with the squad and the, the new players need time to bed in. You know. I almost... Some of the football has been promising, hasn't it? You know, mm. they've been getting it down and playing yeah. football for all the performances have been lacklustre and we've got loads to weep and cheer about in the same breath. I mean, I'm not normally a knee-jerker, but... I'm not. I'm usually, I, I usually don't like a sacking managers. Right, but okay, I yeah. I think yeah. he's been so... F- it's just fucking awful. I, I wouldn't sack I him think, right now, but, you know... So I, I reckon I he's still... I wouldn't cry for him. I think he's operating under the shadow of the tail end of Pardew and Carver's reign, and then, because it hasn't been, like... Because it's also been a bit shit. Yeah, I think he's still like people aren't just think taking it on that um that the, the, these twelve games they're taking it on yeah. the you know the yeah I understand the, yeah. the last eighteen months <laughs> where, where yeah. our stats oh, are black. horrific. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Here's a question, uh, a quick one. A couple of weeks ago, I asked what percentage chance do you think we've got of going down. Yeah. Was that not last season you asked that? No, I, okay. last, I asked it a couple of games ago. Okay. I asked you and Paul. Right. I remember that I said 20 or 25%. I think I said 20%. Right. You said, I think Paul said 10% and you said 9%. Just because yeah. you've got this thing about not saying the same as anyone else. Just, right? Yeah. Bearing in mind the last couple of performances, <laughs> what percentage chance do you think we've got of going down? Dave. Uh, about the same nine ten percent. Okay, nine ostrich. Okay, uh, <laughs> Luke. I uh, I say lower. I felt purely off just the other teams being worse, and I th- I think I think it can only improve. So I would say yeah, but seven. But that doesn't matter. That does, that does, if we'd had a group yeah. of disabled children playing for the last twelve games, yeah. and each game we'd lost. 150 nil yeah and you could say so you can't don't get any worse <laughs> so I, I agree I agree with Luke the, the, the team and I realise that I feel like maybe it's just tasteful uh, <laughs> image to set I, I, I feel like there'll be additions in January the players coming back um, he has had an awful lot of injuries and we have had like a horrible um, start. fixtures yeah. to the, and start of the season well I'm up in my prediction so I think I said 20% chance yeah, yeah. of going down and now it's looking 80. at our forthcoming fixtures. The fact that we've got so we've, now next fixture is Palace away. We'll talk about that in a second. Then we've got Liverpool. Mm. Then we're basically in Christmas, and we're always shit at Christmas, and we're so bad. So yes. I'm moving mine from twenty percent. I'm going to go all the way up to thirty percent. I think there is now a thirty percent chance that we will go down, and I think that mm. a lot of uh, a lot of fans would be saying there's like a seventy percent chance. You say shit at Christmas. Sometimes we'll just play great teams. Because was it 6-3 and 4-4 four, four, not over Christmas? And we were absolutely We were fucking ruined. brilliant against Man U, right. but then we, our legs went yeah. because we'd had okay. like, the battle and again we, before. And we, had, like, we were absolutely ravaged by injury. Mm. We had no fits in no fits in half. But anyway, you know, I, I, I don't reasons. think we're going to get points in the next three games. I really don't. We've got Palace, Liverpool and Spurs. I don't think we're going to get any points. I still think we're going to stay up. Because uh, okay. you look at the other teams around. You it's look like at the Villa, other teams. But Villa, like, Sunderland, and Bournemouth are really bad. And okay, I know that but Sunderland are managed by Allardyce. Yeah, and he's got a knack of keeping people up. Bournemouth, 
Yeah, it's hard to say they won't go down. Villa are absolute dog shit. Yeah. But who knows what's going to happen with Remy Gard, whether he's going to do something. I right, don't know. So how can you not apply that same saying? logic to McLaren? Yeah, I'm not saying we're he's, definitely he's, going he's, down. He's I'm saying there's a 30% there. chance of going down. I'm just saying... Okay. Okay. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying that you're a fucking ostrich, mate. <laughs> and to say that it's like 9, 10%. We'll see. You know. All right. So... Uh, Paul Doolan isn't on today's pod because he is watching Pardew's Palace Fucking play Sunderland. Uh, Dave, uh, how would you feel about being there around uh, Alan Pardew's Blue and Red Army? Homicidal. Homicidal, okay. I mean, that's that's clash of the titans, isn't it? That's two ex-managers going to war. Yeah. Now, now they're well mm. yeah, liked. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, I, I wouldn't know who to um, chant naughtily <laughs> against. Really, <laughs> no, who to piss on? For yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got Palace away on Saturday. Yeah, I think we won that game last season because I was there. Yeah, uh, Luke, what do you reckon? I think we'll get bit. Um, I think it'll be two note. I think uh, I quite like watching Palace. Yeah, it's pissing me I, off. I just feel like they're, they've got the exciting wingers, Kabai. You know, they've got fun players. It's Pardew, isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> it Pardew that I don't like, you know. Uh, Dave? Uh, we'll lose and it'll be like 3 1. I fancy us to score. Yeah. But it'll be 3 1. Well, something to look forward to. A goal. Um, yeah, I think we'll lose 2-1. The Newcastle right. Nutter, guys! <laughs> um, okay. Um, as oh, usual, I've got a sheet of paper to, to read out. So, uh, fans of this bit of the podcast, turn up your devices now. We have signed up with Labrooks to give you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we have wrangled out of them for you. I mean, just go back to the other podcast because it's the same every week. <laughs> Follow the links on this show's description and our Facebook page and Twitter feed and our mini pod at the end of the week with some tips and exclusive odds for you. For starters, there is a free bet of up to £50 for you when you click the link and enter the code LAD50. If you haven't done it yet, you need to ask yourself why. Why haven't you done it yet? Unless you are uh, a fully signed up member of Gamblers Anonymous, in which case, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Speak to your uh, sponsor. Sponsor, yeah. yeah. And, and I was just speaking Ladbrokes. about that. Ah, yeah, hopefully your sponsor isn't Labbrook's good joke. Luke, we've missed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Fergus. That, that is the sort of humour that this podcast has been missing while you've been away. Hopefully, uh, Luke will be back next week and perhaps uh, Paul Doolan as well and Dave. Uh, thank you for listening, guys, and uh, have a good week. Follow us at Newcastle Natter on Twitter. Go to Facebook, all of that stuff, and have a good week. Bye. You're a professional. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.